0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, my name is Bryce Watts, and this is the NF Ladies Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but I wanna highlight the women who are the support systems behind the scenes. Let's do it. Episode 12 of the NF Ladies podcast. We are coming off of week two of the regular season. I had recorded my First podcast episode before season even started, but I did wanna talk a little bit about the last two weeks. I know this is all about the ladies, a podcast where we talk to the ladies and get to know them, but we are also football fans, so let's discuss. This Sunday night game, the Chiefs against the Ravens was an amazing game. It was exciting all the way throughout. My mom texted me like 15 minutes into the game saying, are you watching this? It's a crazy game already. And then when I turned on the TV, it was seven to seven already. Uh, I looked at some of the replays So I saw that they got an interception, what was it, like a couple minutes into the game. So it started off really early as an exciting game. The Ravens did win in the end, 36-35. to And I know there were some significant others going wild at the game. I'm sure it was exciting in the stadium, feeling the vibe from the fans, feeling the vibe from the players and and the team and the coaches. I would have loved to be at that game. And a Sunday night football game is right where I want to be. I was discussing with Chad this offseason after watching just the first two weeks of football, how different and exciting that it's already been. And I think that's because the league seems to have been shaken up a bit. You're not seeing the same players on the same teams doing the same exact thing. And I think this is probably because of the Patriots. And that's where I'm thinking it all started for me. And it started clicking in my head, shaking up the Patriots. Um, obviously, people were being traded around there to different teams and... People were just starting to to disperse. People are dispersed now. So it's not just one team that is a powerhouse. There's obviously some teams like the Chiefs and the Ravens looked really good on Sunday night, but there's other teams also. The, the best players aren't just in one place anymore, and new people are coming into the league. It feels like there's a new wave of players coming into this league, and it's really exciting to see because... It's people that I've never seen before just are introduced to the league or maybe getting their chance now. And it just makes it so much more exciting, I think. First of all, I get to meet a bunch of different women who I haven't gotten to have the opportunity to meet or see or talk to them and look at their social media pages and just follow their journey. But watching the games, selfishly watching the games and them being more exciting, it's just not the same Blow team blowing out teams week after week. It seems like there is some motion and upward movement of different teams like the Raiders moved to Las Vegas and all of a sudden they're killing it. I think Vegas is a good vibe for them because already they're on quite the roll and they've been doing well. It's not just, you know, flukes, sometimes the score doesn't completely represent the play that's going on on the field, but that's really cool to see. And it's exciting as a fan too, a fan of the sport, a fan of the men that are on the field. So I think that this season's gonna be really cool this 18 week season especially with what has happened these past two weeks. So I did want to talk a little bit about the women who I had interviewed last year. I wanted to give you guys an update on what they've been doing, how they've been this offseason, but in thinking about it, I was thinking I didn't want to really say anything unless I talked to them personally or gotten the okay from them and just mentioning their names if they heard this and them just hearing me give an update on them, I felt a little Strange about so I didn't want to do that unless they had given me complete permission So if you're listening to this any one of you and you want to give your fans an update on what you've been doing Just let me know you can text me or DM me. I know I have all of your guys's contact information So just let me know and I will mention it on the next podcast or it's just me I did get the chance to speak with Hannah Dahl and Mackenzie Skipper two of the Detroit Lions ladies There's a pattern there And Hannah gave me a couple updates that I will now give to you. So Joe just finished his fifth year in Detroit and they've moved to Spokane, Washington full time. They're currently in the process of moving into retirement and have really been enjoying their time traveling, which is exactly the same route that I would go. I love to travel. So that's great that her and Joe are doing that. They are also working on their alpha lit location in Washington and they're beginning to build their dream home. This seems to be a thing across the league. People are building their dream homes or maybe it's just my friends that I'm seeing. Who are buying plots of land and building the home that they want, that perfectly fits their needs and their wants? I follow Hannah's Alpha Lit page over there in Washington, and I think she just did a celebrity event over there. Looking at her her story, I don't know if I'm confusing that with Mackenzie's, but super cool. It looks like things are going super well for Alpha Lit, which is going to roll me over into Mackenzie Skipper. She now has two baby boys, twins. I think she had them a couple weeks ago, so super exciting for them i'm really happy for them because if you remember and if you haven't even listened to her episode go back and listen to her episode she was episode 10 of season one so our last episode and it was really really insightful listening to everything that her and dan were going through and funny as well she talks about getting hit in the face with a beer can when they won the super bowl so a little bit of real reality in there and a little bit of funny stories uh, that only happen in the NFL, things you get to do when you're in the NFL that you couldn't do anywhere else. So that was a really good episode, I really enjoyed that. So go listen to that. But in her episode, she discussed how she was staying in Texas while Dan was in Detroit because they were going through different IVF treatments. I don't know everything that goes into it, but after talking to some women last year and seeing stuff Pop up on my Instagram feed I think because the algorithm knows that I'm looking at this stuff it seems like it's more common than any of us would like to think so I did get an introduction to that last year with a couple of the ladies and I'm so happy that Mackenzie and Dan were able to have their two twin baby boys even Dan was able to be there it's great that they're able to spend this time together right now when everything is so hectic usually and just that he was able to be there for the birth. That's a really special thing, obviously, and something that a lot of people take for granted, I think, and especially during COVID, just people who who did have that same situation where people weren't able to come into the delivery room. Just being able to have that is super special and very important, and you want to be there for your significant other and do this with them, but sometimes that's just not possible in the NFL. So a lot of times I'm seeing that women are scheduling C-sections so that they can predict the birth of their child and that their significant other is able to be there when they give birth. And that's something that I, completely understand that's something that I would definitely want to do. I don't want to be in there alone when something this big is happening. You know, this is a relationship and you want both parties to be there. You want to feel like you're a team. I did also talk to her about Alpha Lit and she said that she now has over 100 locations, which is really cool for her little business is what she said. And I don't think if you have over a hundred locations, you can even call it a little business anymore, Mackenzie. Humble as ever, but they look like they're doing great so happy for them and hopefully we will be able to see them this season as well. She also hopes that her story will give women the courage to, and the confidence to follow their own dreams and do what they want to do and find out what they want to do and try new things because if it doesn't work out, you can always do something else. She mentioned that in her episode. Again, go listen if you haven't. It's a really good one. So we are going into the third week of the NFL season and watching these games i forget how easy it is for these men to get hurt for something to happen for the smallest thing to happen and it happens every year when you see somebody go down the first game the second game the first couple weeks and you feel bad and you your heart goes out to them because they had trained all off season and this is what they were working for this is the fun part of it you know this is playing the games being with your friends and being able to show them what you got and, and just have fun out there. And when that is taken from somebody, that's a horrible thing to see. I never want to watch when they replay the stuff of people going down. But seeing that and the things that happen to people, but also seeing that it's not always good things that happen for people. It's not always the positives on the field. You, you cheer on your friends and you cheer on these people in the NFL, but they're not always going to make the perfect pass. They're not always going to make the tackle. Not everybody can be perfect all the time. So seeing that and just realizing that there are really big highs, but there are some low lows, especially when you have the fans coming into it, the fans who are supposed to be loyal and some who are very loyal, but also others who don't see you and your significant other as real people and don't think that you will ever see the things that they say about you or if they do, I don't know how they wouldn't think that you're gonna see it. If there's thousands of comments on a play or a post where you're messing up, you think we're not gonna see that? Like it's our page or we're tagged in it. I don't, I, I've never understood that. Seeing somebody post something negative about him. To me, that makes me even more upset than if somebody were to say something to me, cause to me, I mean, it's just, they, there's really nothing that they can say cause they don't know anything about me. But when people think that they know these players, and they can go out there and say whatever they want. And these aren't analysts who are getting paid for this. These are just people, people who are supposed to be fans of the game, and people who sometimes turn your back on them. There are players who have been talked mess about because who people have talked mess about because certain things have happened to them in the like league. Maybe they drop, like I said, dropped a pass. Maybe they got injured. What that was something that happened, which is totally ludicrous where the family had to reach out and say hey can you not say these hurtful things and these life-threatening threats to to us and to that individual that blew my mind when i saw that just that they would take it to that extent fantasy isn't that serious everybody but when i see those negative things about other people that i know and my friends and chad also i i these people are living in their own reality where they think that this is not going to get back to us. I'm guilty of living in my own reality as well instead of looking through the lens of somebody else. And I think that's what's happening here is they're not looking through this as a, oh, this is a human experience. We mess up. This is just something that happens. Nobody's going to come into your office if you're doing something wrong. and some People aren't going to chastise you and send you death threats and hate comments because you... You maybe didn't do the job perfectly. You can't always be perfect. But that's what these people are doing to these men on the field. You're criticizing them. And it's a game, first of all. And second of all, they're people just like you. You wouldn't want somebody, just a random person, to walk into your office and yell in your face that you should have done the expense report better. It's the same thing, essentially. They are people and we see it and we look at it. The difference here, though, is when I don't see through the lens of somebody else's own experience. I don't judge that person's character based on that skewed view of them and post about it on social media. I don't go and attack you on social media. Other people don't go and attack you on social media because of your job. This is a job and people are attacking these men because of what they do. And this is across the league for everybody in positions where the guys maybe don't get all the glory. It's assumed that they should do the position perfect every single time. And the only time that they get noticed is when they don't do that their job perfectly when something happens when something goes awry that's the only time you get any type of comment or criticism or acknowledgement which is super rough for those positions i'm particularly talking about specialized positions special teams positions stuff like that and i'm sure significant others of those individuals know what I'm talking about and understand what I'm talking about. People think that we don't see these comments, but we do. You're tagging us, you're putting it on our pages, you're putting it underneath our name, or I keep saying, (laughs) you put it underneath these guys' names and comments in, in articles that are written about them. You know, it's relevant to them, it pertains to them, and some people look. So I've decided to just stop looking at that stuff altogether, even look at looking at any article that has to do with it unless i'm specifically targeting a certain one or looking because you're going to get opinions and see things that you don't like and that are unsavory and it's just not worth it it doesn't affect your life in any way so why look at it on the other side during off season these guys are essentially forgotten unless you're doing stuff uh, on the side you're doing tiktok instagram youtube page where you are sharing your life with people For the most part, you're forgotten about. And there's some comfort in knowing that you can kind of fade in and fade into the background. It feels nice when there is a spotlight shown on your significant other or you or your kids or your family during season because everybody wants to know what you're doing. Everybody wants to see your stuff on Instagram and social media pages, because it's very relevant to these 18 weeks for them. Holiday season, people are getting together, eating together, watching TV together, watching football together. So it it becomes super relevant in everybody's lives if you are a football fan. And it's nice to not be around all of these negative comments and just be who you who you are which is a regular person when you're not moving around to these places and reverting back to what it was like before all this all this stuff was was focused on you before you were in the spotlight for good or for bad it's easier to blend in and be pulled away from that during off season it's just it's a comforting feeling to know that when you think those negative comments keep coming keep coming and that affects you if it does affect you so much that it won't be like that for the rest of the year for most of the year more than half of the year this is just a temporary thing and it's because of that quote passion from the fans and when i say passion i don't mean that in a positive way they are overly passionate about something that doesn't matter and they claim to be fans of a team if you are criticizing the team and its players and get- sending death threats and negative comments to these players i do not think that you're a fan you are not a fan of these individuals you're a fan of winning money or betting or Going to the game and getting drunk i feel like that's just the temperament of people who do those things <laughs> behind the scenes i could be wrong because with social media nowadays anybody can say anything but i'll leave it at that so i did talk about in my first episode back about my different social media pages and these digital mediums that i have built around football namely this podcast now the youtube channel that i started with chad it's fun to participate them and produce content for the most part. I wanna pull back sometimes from talking about football and participating in every way, just step away from it. I love watching football and especially now that we have friends in the league, it's so much fun to see them do well and do what they love. But I do have moments where the league has mistreated us and I want to pull back because I I don't wanna watch it. I don't wanna be a part of it. At some points, I'd less watch it for entertainment value and watch it from an outsider's perspective. Then than watching it from a perspective of a significant other. Sometimes it's easier to separate that. Sometimes it's not. So, so it's just nice for me to step back sometimes and just give it time to sit and reflect and think without putting myself out there on this podcast or in our YouTube channel. So I know consistency consistency is key for certain so for all social media platforms, but it just seems better for me and our, mental health and just relaxing and getting peace in our life especially during off season that I do pull back at times but it is also nice to talk and talk things through and now talk to myself on a podcast for a couple episodes uh and it's just nice to get away but I am happy to be talking about it I'm happy to be back especially with this season that's been so crazy and exciting already I am so excited to see what the next 16 weeks are going to bring With our moving situation being all over the place, even during off-season because Chad decides that he wants to work out in different places, it has me just thinking about housing a lot. I realized that I didn't even mention where we moved this off-season, so we moved back to our individual parents' houses in the beginning just so we could get our stuff organized. We do have a storage unit where we have all of our stuff because when we did have a a condo in New Jersey, we bought stuff for it, we furnished it, and then realized that we couldn't furnish every place that we went to. It was just easier to rent part time or monthly. So that's what we did. So we have all of our stuff in the storage unit. But this last off season, we moved to what was it, six different places going between different areas of southern california for him to train and between our parents as well chad likes to go to different facilities in southern california to play which makes it really difficult he was making a joke laughing at me saying oh no we cannot stay at one place more than a month we it just it can't happen it won't it won't happen because that's definitely what it seems like with him he is very he he wants to go where he's gonna feel like he gets the best work in during off season which i understand it's just very hectic with the moving so I believe we moved six to seven times this off season and I'm gonna say eight coming back to my parents and him going back to his as of right now. So we're gonna have double digits I think by the end of the year of moving or I'll have double digits <laughs> moving. different places or wherever we may go. But with our own personal experience having to move that much, it has me thinking about people who are just getting into the league and their thought process and what they're doing and the motivation behind that. And weighing your options when you first get into the league, you know, buying a house versus not buying a house. What are the incentives to do so? What's holding you back? That's something that I think about a lot. And the advice that I give people when asked, just Considering all of the options. If you sell, how easy or hard will it be? Are you able to break your lease? Are you willing to pay for two houses at the same time? Are you going to stay there during off season? A lot of people like to go home. I know most people go home actually. What would you do if you moved to another team? Would you sell or would you live there while he moved to the other state with the other team? So these are all questions that you don't think about until you're thrust into the situation, but. Are super important to think about especially from my standpoint where this has happened to us where we did have to close out certain leases i had to help and stay behind in different states while he went to another state on another team so it is really difficult when you're thrust in it and you just have to deal with the situation i think it's something to seriously consider when you're renting versus buying or if you know that you're going to be in one place for an extended period of time just making sure that you have all of your bases covered and people who can help you because let's say you have two cars and it's just you and your significant other you can drive your car to another state sure but you have to get the other one shipped it's going to be expensive if you ship both of them together you usually get a better discount price so it's like you have to think about the money aspect of it now and just rationalize it in your own head and figure out what's going to work for you and make you most comfortable, honestly, when you're moving to those states too. Because I think that's a huge thing is making sure that you, your significant other, and your family are comfortable when you move to a new place because especially if you have kids, there's no stability, especially if you're traveling with your significant other and you're going to different states. Keeping that sense of stability or just comfort when you go back home, whether it be personalizing stuff with using those um, temporary stickies to put up picture frames light picture frames like I did or bringing a candle a candle to me just ties a room together I love it Chad can barely smell anything so he can't tell either way I just think it brings a certain warmth to a room but figuring out how to make it comfy for you but also sustainable so if you go to a different place you're able to translate that comfort to other places as well and it's not contingent on what furniture you have there so it's just little things like that that I figured out that work for us it helps us be feel comfortable wherever we are these little things that we do and it's just easier for us to get comfortable faster when we move. It's it's something that we figured out how to do the past five years. So it's just something to think about. I wanted to briefly discuss, since I was talking about jobs last week, something that I'm looking to do in the future, a little bit in the closer future, but it's just something that I haven't been able to do, especially with, such, with the crazy off season that we've had. Something that I've been wanting to do is hooking up athletes, particularly NFL athletes, with brands. So I've experienced working with brands and connecting them with different, let's say TikTok influencers who are teenagers, who are younger, who are not a professional in their in their field yet. You know, their profession is being a TikTok creator. But I'm seeing that brands are reaching out to these people and making deals with them. And I thought, why am I not seeing as many NFL players do this? Why am I not seeing as many brand deals, marketing deals between athletes, particularly people that I know, NFL athletes who are working with brands during the off season? I don't think people realize that you, You only work a couple months of the year and then after that, unless you're doing something outside of football, you're not making anything. And if you're traveling around with your significant other and you don't have a job either, that's a significant amount of the year that you guys aren't bringing anything in. So being able to do this stuff, especially given the position that you are in, I think is super important and valuable. They're in a position where they are the 1% of people who were good enough to play professional in their sport. And I think that's something that's super, that should be super valuable to a company. And I've seen firsthand that my friends are being taken advantage of by these companies who know better. They're doing this and I know what they're paying these 16 year old boys and girls. And they're, let's say, giving free gear to these athletes, these professional athletes. But that's not their world. They don't know. They don't know that they should be asking for money or they say, oh, free gear? Oh, cool, I get some content and they're good to go. But really, that should be only part of the package. You should be getting paid for your time. Your time is valuable, especially as an athlete. And these companies know it, but they're able to take advantage of people who don't know that. So as just a quick overview, it's something that's been irritating me because companies know what they're doing. And I wanna be able to help our friends and other NFL athletes get the brand deals that they deserve that's that are right for them even to match their personality with the brand and not just get them something just to get them something, but being able to do that where it's valuable to both them and the company and creating a sustainable relationship for off season and after the league and stuff like that is super important just having those connections and making those connections while you are at the top of your game in the NFL. I wanna end this on a fun, funny note. I don't know if it's so much fun for me, but it, it is fun for me. It's comical, honestly that I, I discussed that I was going to do segments and one of them is reading mean comments. So I've primarily gotten them on my TikTok. I don't have that many followers even on Instagram or anything else. So there's, if if you send me a mean con- comment, I will definitely see it. It won't fall. It won't fall in the bin of comments. So I think that's why people are more tentative to do it. Or maybe I don't provoke it. I think I definitely do because people don't get my My humor sometimes but i have two of them that i wanted to read some from tiktok so i screenshot them before deleting them from my page here is one of them and this was on a video where i believe chad scored his first nfl touchdown so i was extremely shrill which i didn't care but it was me and all the other women who were talking about about the catch and about the play so somebody had commented and i made a response video it's so funny when girls watch football Quote, was that a one-handed catch? Quote, he reached out for it, end quote. And this guy's comment to my video making fun of that comment was, I'm going to put some bleeps in here too because I'm going to try and follow in Allison's footsteps and and be good and actually not curse. Or if when I do curse, I'm going to put bleeps. (laughs) That's one butt hurt makes a routine catch. Quotes, and this is all in caps. That was a good catch with the glasses emoji. And this is a comment on something that I didn't even say. I didn't say, oh, was that a one-handed catch? So they're talking about somebody else in the room, but making fun of me for it, roasting me for it. I'm gonna post this on uh, the, my Instagram, the Anna Ladies Podcast Instagram with his picture. I don't know why you guys, when you guys get, some people, when they get hate comments, they don't put the guy's name out there, the girl's name out there. You put it on my page out in public for everybody to see. Uh, me screenshotting it is not me putting it out there any further, you already did it. So you said it, I'm gonna put it out there. I think it's funny. You should get roasted if somebody wants to roast you for it. And there's another one that I will read. This is when I posted, this was his first game in two years. This was him running onto the field, running into the end zone and kneeling down and praying. And somebody captioned or somebody commented, we let him be great, just stay in a wife place. Which thank you for projecting a wife place into that. I am a girlfriend, not a wife. And him saying, we let him be great. We? Oh, you were there moving with us to all those different states? That's weird, I thought I was alone with my cat and that's why he talks so much because I only had him to talk to, that's weird. We let him be great. Are you on the Texan staff? I can only think he's on, he's probably on the Texan staff, that's why. And he gave him the opportunity to play and he let him be great, so thank you. Thank you so much for letting my boyfriend be great and bringing him up there after all his work these past five years. So those were just two of the comments that I received. If you guys are so bold to let me read the mean comments that you've gotten, I don't have to mention your name. I can just say the context that it was in and I'll quote the the comment as well and I don't care. I'll put the I'll put the comment out there on the story. They again they said it publicly why should I hide their name? They didn't care to hide it. So I want to thank you for coming back and listening to episode 12, season two of the NFL East podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, please give it five stars on Apple podcasts. It does help get more recognition for the show and it pushes it up the podcast feed and it just looks good having five stars. You know, who doesn't want five stars? Gold star for everyone. Next week, I will be interviewing Annie Patrick, who is on the Green Bay Packers. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 12 of the NF Ladies Podcast. My intro and outro music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe.